It's time to feel the rage. Welcome to Film Rage, where we talk movies in theater, streaming, and classic films as well. Directors and actors, beware as you cannot hide from the rage. My name is Bryce, and I'm part of the Film Rage crew, which also includes Jim. Hey, Jim. Hey, hey, Bryce. And Murray, the man the expression cooler than the other side of the pillow was inspired by. Hey, Merman. Yo. So with the introductions out of the way, let's rage on. Rage on to my dirty, dirty pillow. Well, thanks to all who've been supporting us. If you love our independent podcast, please like, subscribe, share, and give us five-star rating on your listening platform. Or support us and join the Film Rage community by joining our membership at buymeacoffee.com forward slash Film Rage YYC. If you cannot commit to a membership, you can still buy us a terrible movie rental, which somebody did this week, which is a surprise to the boys, and dare us to see a terrible movie, which we will... Watch it. Now, let's get to raging. But first, here's a word from our fabulous sponsor. Speaking of dirty sodas. Hey, Bryce, what are you doing tonight? I'm going to my favorite cinema, Canyon Meadow Cinema, to see the best second-run movies at the best price. What? How inexpensive are they? Regular price is five bucks, five bucks. Regular price is five bucks, five bucks. Makes me hope they also serve pizza. They do, plus a lot of other great food choices. Plus, I'm planning my office Christmas party there. They can host a plethora of options for any get-together. Gaming, movie, drag show? Drag show? Now I know why I'm planning my next party. Hey, maybe you think there's a, a Liam Neeson or a superhero movie plan? Ugh, I hope not. But uh, maybe there'll be a great independent documentary. Sure. Call CMC at 403-670-5444 to book a special event or go online at canyonmeadowscinemas.ca. Love me some dirty sodas. I love me some dirty dancing. Good. Just not the movie. The movie. The movies. Which there's a sequel coming. Awful. Patrick Swayze from the dead. No, but everybody else. <laughs> okay. Thank God. Oh, yeah. We went to the cinema to see something that's not Dirty Dancing too. No. We saw the long-awaited nobody, remake. Nobody was waiting for this. <laughs> nobody was waiting for it. <laughs> Firestarter. Ba-boom. Terrific Firestarter. Ah, Firestarter. Hmm. So Firestarter is a remake of the 1984 film based on the Stephen King novel. I kind of understand remaking a film like this if the technology of today can make the special effects aspect to your story better. You would think that almost 40 years later that the sequences involving fire and explosions would be more convincing, not less. In the original, at least, the fire was fire, not some CGI blurry mess of orange and yellow. This one also strays away from the original book, which once again is fine if it makes it more adaptable to the big screen. But all the changes to the original story were dumb and added nothing. It is as if they took all the important plot points from the original and cut them out all to make a more simple and easy to tell story, yet they failed as a lot of things just didn't make any sense. Let's just break it down and see if this was necessary to remake. The acting in the original, was, was terrible. not good. No. 
And the acting in the remake was also not good. But better. But better. <laughs> I would not say that. I, I would tend to disagree. They were both awful. Anyways, while the effects in the original were hit and miss, at least fire was fire and we didn't get silly CGI fire like the remake. While the original was not perfect as an adaptation of the novel, at least the general idea and the important plot points were touched upon, while the remake ignored everything of substance in the novel and completely changed much of it for what reason, I am not sure. And of course then we have the ending, that in the original makes sense and I will argue that the final showdown actually looked better. And then fast forward to the new version where the ending made absolutely no sense and the very end is beyond dumb and sets up for a possible sequel? Sequel? That I really, really, really hope does not happen. So basically nothing was better in this new version other than perhaps a few more laughs at the absurdity of the whole thing. Oh yes. I believe that the potential for a better film is within the pages of this novel, but at this point, I kind of hope no one agrees with me, so I never have to suffer through another Firestarter again. The original Firestarter was a rage, but at least it was a reasonable adaptation. The 2022 Firestarter was also a rage, as a few times I laughed could not make up for the awful choices in the script and production that were made throughout. Final verdict, this should not have been made. Huh. Oh, look at that magic fire starter. Mm. Terrific fire starter. Well, you know, we're just not getting enough fire starter this week. No. Okay. So first off in the original, Heather Locklear is way too clean cut to be in a blind study drug program for yeah. money. Oh, that made no movie. sense. Should she have been doing something else for money, Jim? <laughs> she could have been, but definitely not that. She was way too clean cut. And right. daddy has mind and telephone control? He does. And telephone control. Yes. Okay. Just so we're, just so we're clear. Excellent. The FX are good and the acting is so good. How did Drew Barrymore actually get jobs after this was put out? How did anybody hire her to do anything? I don't know. She's got such a cute little tyke. But, no, you know, she was she awful. Had a, she had an influential family. But more importantly, I'm still wondering why a guy who can convince a taxi driver a dollar. does dollar bill. Yeah. Go to a bank to withdraw money instead of gaining a brain injury to withdraw $16.50 in quarters at a payphone. Eh. I'm like, yeah, he's got mental problems, all right, but it's not because of his his psychic powers. It's because he's an idiot. And Don't look down on others just because you're he, smarter than them. And he rented Jim. a hotel for $16 and quarters. Am I looking down or just judging him? You're being a snob. No, I'm just judging him. I'm judging too. I wouldn't go get a bloody migraine, which it really was, to get $16.50 in quarters. So yes, the movie did not ever need to be remade. And as Murray had pointed out, thank you, Murray, uh, George C. Scott is playing an Aboriginal person. Yes. And he is the furthest thing from an Aboriginal that's ever existed. Mm. But in the new version, they, got it right the they new did one. get it the right one. in the yes. next one. Now let's talk a little bit about the updated version Yes. The psycho schizoid CLF Firestarter in this was awesome. Mm. 
as was Zac Efron as usual. Only problem, he only had a partial bare chest sighting of him. Otherwise, a surprise sighting by Kurtwood Smith and the true star of this film, I'm calling quote unquote control room guard, AKA Winston, <laughs> Winston was, was, awesome, was pretty much the only real great thing in this hot mess of a film. It wasn't a cold mess. It was a hot mess. It is better than the original yeah. because the first one, it was funny to laugh at how dumb it was. But in this one, we both got to laugh at and with how dumb it was. There is one amazing scene where our cute little fire starter shows her to be a dedicated, true dog lover, opposed to being a cat lover. And who can blame her? But ultimately, this story, I feel, is not going to get any better, no matter how many times you remake it. This is way too much dialogue that goes nowhere and a story that's both predictable and idiotic, including the fact it suffers from force-like powers. And if you can't see, I'm making quotes. Force-like powers. They, they can't see. Like all these movies do. Mm. When you show a character with boundless powers make them boundless all the time. If you have the power to tell people to do anything and you're on the run, don't work a hundred dollar a session to quit smoking. Try banking or drug dealers or cash st storage vaults or anything that pays so much more than a hundred dollars and gives you a bloody migraine. Everyone in this was pretty stupid and annoying, minus a few. And just as expected, there was no reason to remake this terrible movie to begin with. No. Apparently, some movies are born bad and just stay that way. Maybe the story is just not interesting enough. The, I think right, story, Stephen King? The story's okay. I just, I, just, nobody can seem to make a movie out of it. But you know what? The best thing about this movie, yes. And you know what? We've talked about this on our podcast before. Mm. I have not had this much fun watching a movie in cinemas as I had watching it with my two best friends. Oh, the only one with the, the only cinema. three people the in the cinemas. So we could literally and we talked, we, we, talk, we literally talked to the entire movie. We were riffing on everything. Uh, if you get a chance to see this movie in cinemas. See it in an empty theater. See it in an empty theater with your best friends and talk all the way through it like we did. I, I have not had this much fun at a movie since I originally saw Evil Dead 2 in cinemas to a packed house of 500 people mm. where we had the funniest cast of characters watching this movie. I This movie was a train wreck rage, as was the original, as Bryce had already alluded to. But for me, it was a meh because I'm going to have this experience in my mind for the rest of my life as to how much fun I had watching it with my two pals. Fair enough. It's a meh because I had so much fun. I, I It almost made it to Mondo. If, if we would have got to see Winston live at the end, if there was true facts uh, that Winston, Winston lived, yeah. it, it would have it would have been a Mondo. For, they just needed to show Winston running out of the building. And it would have been Mondo. <laughs> it, that's the only we, thing it was missing. We need to see something happen to that, that ginger freak too. Oh yeah, I was disappointed about that. Yeah, I was kind of worried. I was kind of hoping because they kind of let us believe it was going to happen. Because there's this ginger freak that was kind of torturing her. Basically tortured her. Yeah. Yeah. All, all all through school, and that they she runs into three kids on bikes, and you're like, oh yeah, she's going to torch the ginger. She didn't. And she didn't. She torched some other she people's was nice. minds. Yeah. yeah. 
Anyway, right. Murr, what do you think about both fire starters? Both fire starters. Well, I was going to talk about the original uh, later, but I guess I'll bring it up now. Let's get it out. Let's get our dirty okay. laundry out and uh, burn it. Yeah, it's true. I hadn't seen this one before. Uh, we were about to watch the remake. It seemed like a good time to watch it. So I went over to Jim's house and watched it with him and his brother-in-law. Uh, it featured uh, Drew Barrymore, the original CLF from E.T. Yeah. and Babes in Toyland. <laughs> also pretty featured an Oscar-winning cast of George C. Scott, Art Carney, Louise Fletcher, Martin Sheen, and the always solid David Keith. Not to be confused with Keith, Keith David, David, which I think they should have had at least should have had him them both. Yes, this is actually the fifth Stephen King novel to hit the screen in the same year, along with Christine, Cujo, The Dead Zone, and Children of the Corn. This was clearly not the best of those. <laughs> it was clearly not. Dead Zone is clearly the best. Uh, yeah, well, Christopher Walken in the Dead Zone was just an ordinary man cursed with the ability to foretell the future. It allowed us to empathize with this terrible curse that he had. In Firestarter, we don't feel sorry for Barrymore at all because she doesn't come off as a believable little girl. She's just a plot gimmick. Yep. She gets mad, her eyes narrow, and things catch on fire. Sounds like a good plot for a movie. even less interesting. He can use ESP to hypnotize people to obey his will. He gets a nosebleed every time he does it. And as you mentioned, he uses his powers to rob a payphone of $16 and quarters. This film's crucial flaw is a lack of a strong point to the whole story. Yes. She has her dangerous power. Some government agents want to examine her. Others want to destroy her. And things catch on fire. Uh, that's about it. So it was a very disappointing meh for me. I did enjoy the 80s retro, though. Of course, you always love 80s retro. Now on to the new one, which, like Jim said, we saw in a theater with just the three of us. So we had a right old time. We, we had a raging good time. We were in the back row. We had a big screen to ourselves. It was awesome. Popcorn, uh, soda yeah. pops. These are the dog days of pre-summer. As it happened, there was only one movie opening this weekend, and it yeah. was a remake. Usually when it comes to remakes, sequels, and superhero films, we ask ourselves, was it really needed? Yep. In this case, I would actually have to say yes. What? Since we had a lack of new releases, Jim and I... Oh, I already said this already. Um, you know what? Drew Barrymore was a whiny, annoying CLF in the original. She spent half the movie crying about one thing or another. So in that respect... And her acting was terrible. This version was way better in that respect. Ryan Kira Armstrong was one badass cat torching CFL. CLF, sorry. CLFLL. CFL. That's the Canadian Football League. That's right. I really enjoyed watching her unleash her flaming awesomeness and really wish she had lit up that annoying ginger bully at her school. Yes. This new version was lacking a lot of the original story, though. They were supposed to be on the run, going from place to place. There's a whole scene in, like, the... You know, the compound, it doesn't really happen. It's like they just showed up all of a sudden. And she rode there on her bike through how many hundreds, thousands of miles? Thousands like, of miles. Hour. She crossed country, I think. The ending was really rushed, <laughs> though still a flaming good time. I did miss the ColecoVision, the payphones, acid wash jeans, and brazen checks. Other than a dull second act, it was actually fairly entertaining. Not a Mondo, but a fiery meh. All right. Double meh. Double mat. Well, the movie was terrible. It was a rage. But yeah, for but the experience I, of watching it, it was it. a mat. If yeah, I had never seen the original, I would like to be It's still a rage. <laughs> Come on. You can't tell me we did not have fun. It wasn't scary at all, though. <sighs> we had fun. Come on. There was times 
of, during it that were enjoyable. There was jocularity. Overall, there was, was joc- There was jocularity. Jocularity. And when she torched the cat, come on. That was the best time. Fireballed the cat. I'm like, the cat's still alive. And then it's twitching. I was like, is she not going to put it out of its misery? Like, but there was a learning moment there. That's right. Because she learned that you can't let and the, and things... I know, but there's the learning moment, but it's not like the father was like rushing to teach her. He's talking pretty slow for this poor suffering cat. He should have just stomped cat. its head. Exactly. <laughs> but and instead, then had the moment with her that he you know made what? her you kill it. Went all the That's way. Right. He should have explodedized it. it. <laughs> he should have exploded. Yeah. You know what? The disappointment is there wasn't anybody that fully exploded. That's true. Nobody blew. I up. would have liked to seen goo come out of those fire. Suits that they had, but apparently that didn't happen either. That would have been cool. Anyway, yeah, that's all we had. To that's all we got. Week, it's so. if you don't watch it, whatever you do, don't watch this when it comes out on some kind of streaming service. Yeah, I'm you sure. have to see it in the cinema, and you yeah. have to see it with your friends. And I'm sure no one and will be there. Try, yeah, no one will be there. So no, just, exactly. So, so the go theater, see it with your friends. You'll have, a, you'll have a good time, but the movie will be terrible. There you go. Well, hopefully next week will be something better. Oh, there will. Oh, there will. All right. Well, I got a head start on my minute already, so I guess this is a bit shorter. Uh, movies you mean it's going to be a minute? No. Even more now. <laughs> it won't be 10 minutes, though. Uh, so, yeah, stuff I saw this week. Tremors movies. Yes. 30 years later. They're so good. As long as Michael Gross is still in them. Michael That's Gross all that matters. Nice. Uh, coincidentally, well, OG, Fred, o- OG dead, so. Fred Ward, a.k.a. Earl, recently passed away. Yes. Yeah. I hope the thought of this film didn't kill him. Uh, this is a seventh, count them, seventh Tremors film in the franchise. Yeah, it kind of jumped the shark after two. After, <laughs> the only character but it hasn't left, gone to space, has it? Not no, yet. it hasn't. The only it's character left eight. is lovable gun-toting doomsday prepper Burt Gummer. Nice. Played as always by America's favorite dad, Michael Gross. Yes. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the biggest star in this film is John Heater. Heater, whatever. A.K.A. Napoleon Dynamite. Nice. Napoleon he is the Dynamite. biggest name in this God. movie. I am glad he's just still God. It doesn't bode well for the direct-to-video sequel. Even more unbelievable, he plays some kind of brainy scientist nerd. Nice. He is a nerd. It was a, it. It was a blatant rip-off it. of the first two Jurassic Park films. Oh, good. Blatantly. Good. So it's probably good. <laughs> so so then it's alright. Inter- I like those films. Not to say it wasn't entertaining. The story. Uh, so they're basically okay. the velociraptors with big tentally mouths. Nice. Nice. Uh, it was a lot of fun to watch him rip up the idiot millionaires to shreds. I'll have to say that. Yes. The story was good. It what? was full of cheesy one-liners by Burt Gummer. Good. Just a few tidbits. Yeah. Destiny's a bitch. It yeah. is. It is. It's true. After, after he kills one of these shriekers, who needs guns when you got Pennsylvania steel? That's right. Absolutely. Does a wild bear shit in the woods and wipe its ass with a white rabbit? No. No. <laughs> According to him, they do. Let's not forget, <laughs> nice. he calls John Heater's character Ram Boy for the entire film. Sweet. This one was, uh, the film was sort of fun to watch. Where can I watch this? Uh, Crave, HBO, I don't know, one of those. Cool. Yeah. Um, Guess what we're doing this week. I'm maybe, totally maybe, watching maybe this film. Netflix. Uh, it was way too predictable. Even had the same ending as the original. Sweet. But it was a bloody entertaining man. All right. All right. And then the other one I watched was slightly different. It was French Exit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A French Exit 
is to leave a party or social engagement without saying goodbye to the host. That's right. Mm-hmm. Huh. Who knew? May we. May, May we. we. In this case, my, Michelle Pfeiffer is a 60-year-old penniless Manhattan socialite. Yes, she mm-hmm. is. Her husband's been be- dead for 12 years, and basically she ran out of money. So she basically sells everything. Wow. Sells everything, but says uh, she sells everything and moves to Paris to basically die. Yeah, Why isn't that with on her, a loop? With, nah, with her good for nothing son. Good for nothing. Good for nothing. Uh, yeah, this, this movie was awful. Uh, <laughs> basically, and she has a cat named Small Frank, who may or may not embody the spirit of her dead husband. <laughs> That's right. This movie just gets weirder and weirder as it continues. There's a Looney Tune clairvoyant they meet on the ro- boat ride over. Who talks to the cat? There's a creepy neighbor lady in Paris who's obsessed with New York's high society. There's a French PI who they employ to find the weirdo psychic to talk to the spirit of the dead husband. Mm-hmm. There's the ex-girlfriend of the lazy son who shows up with her new lover. Somehow they all end up sharing the same one-bedroom apartment in Paris. Um, I love Michelle Pfeiffer; she's awesome. But this was a man. Okay. <laughs> But didn't she get nominated for this? She got nominated for a bunch of stuff. And she was awesome in it. That's always the sign yeah. that the movie and actor deserves it. Yeah. Well, no. Exactly. Thank you. Anyway, so that's what I watched in my spare time. Not that I had much, but... 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 You know what? It was Michelle Pfeiffer. That's, that's right. It's Michelle Gr- That's Pfeiffer. his crush. Who I will always watch. Mm. Right. Where the hell are we here? Oh, yeah. Okay. We're at the Film Rage Studios. studios. We are at the Film Rage Studios. Right. Are you... Mixing up the order, so I'm still you know, adjusting. Vision blurring. Rage taking over. Sweet, sweet rage. Primary rage is still Putin, of course, uh, until further notice. But my secondary and possibly thirdinary rage this week, number one, I wish we would go out to see Firestarter number one as the three of us, not just the two of us. Because oh, yeah. then it might have carried over to that one actually also being a man. But that was just a terrible, terrible rage. Yeah. Uh, and the second part of my rage is, unsurprisingly, five movies in one year. Stephen King, really? And not one of them was good except for the Dead Zone. Oh, Cujo was all right. Cujo scared the crap out of me. It was okay. Christine had its moment. It was okay. Okay. <laughs> Children of the Corn? No. Okay. Sorry. Children I forgot Children of the Corn. Right. Children of the Corn is fantastic. I take it back. Stephen <laughs> King. So hit and miss. Stephen King. You're Stephen King. You're okay. You're okay. That's and my I, race this week. I want Stephen King to be better. I want to be better than okay. <laughs> That's my rage. And stop making fucking Firestarter movies. I don't care what Bryce thinks. <laughs> I told you that I don't want them. But you, you also said there's, th- there's a, you said there was a story okay, in there, yeah. and there isn't. Uh, here's the thing. I believe that the potential for a better film is within the pages of this novel. Right. But at this point, I kind of hope no one agrees with me. I know. So that I never have to suffer through another I know, but you believe there is. And somebody might also believe that. But I don't want them to. Ha! What could my rage this week be? Hmm. 
Is it we didn't know what happened to Winston? No. That's right. Oh, yeah, I remember. No more remakes. Firestarter was awful. The only remake I want to see is Peter Dinklage as the Toxic Avenger. Everything else that is currently in production should just stop. Let's start paying writers to make original ideas, not make existing ones worse. That is my rage. Or not just worse, just if it's bad. To be, this is the thing I don't get. If a movie's terrible the first time, what makes them think they're going to make it better the second time? Well, sometimes it's, it has to do with, with budget. Sometimes it has to do with the fact that we've got more technology now. And if it's it gets something that is special effects based. I don't think they, they can bring the to story it together. I think they should done. Think, if anything, they the should have made this. Fine. The story's dumb. Story's Because every time they put it in there, they make it dumber. I agree. It's dumb. It's a dumb story. It's not good. To, looking forward to Peter Dinklage as a, as a toxic Avenger. I'm looking forward to Peter Dinklage in most things. You get, you get started. Unless anyway. he does a musical. Yeah, and Cyrano then it's a was, no. Cyrano was fantastic. And I'm not going to see it. But That's there not we my go. problem. It is. Well, it's not my problem either. <laughs> All right, then. <laughs> Rage subsiding. Pulse slowing. Anger fading. Howdy, I'm Casey, the host of the Nerdy Photographer Podcast. Are you curious about photography? Perhaps you run a creative-minded business? Then you'll want to tune in to the Nerdy Photographer Podcast. Episodes feature stimulating interviews and discussions, as well as a little bit of totally useless information, all set inside the frame of a science fiction comic book adventure. So what are you waiting for? Adventure awaits. Head over to nerdyphotographer.com or find the Nerdy Photographer Podcast wherever you get your podcast. Okay. So what has to be said, we have to make some rules around the lists. What? You, the, 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 the one line that he had in the seven one seconds line. he was in the movie? Did, yes. I think, I think we have to make a list. I think we have to put a limit just because someone's in the movie. If they don't ever have enough opportunity to show that they're mesmerizing because they're not in the film long enough, it's not fair for them to go up against anyone else. I would agree. Especially so how many minutes do we think that we they have to be in in screen time? I don't know, 10. Do we say 5 or 10? Uh, they yeah, share, they probably should at least share, they share a scene together with the other one. Well, well no, no that, that's, not, that's necessarily not necessarily true. true. Minimum 5 minutes. Mm, yeah. That's usually how long a scene lasts. Yeah, if they're only in one scene. And they should be able to suck the air out of the room if they're mesmerizing five enough. Minutes. Yeah. Right? Minimum five True. minutes. So if it's four minutes and 59 seconds. Because this was a blowout. Because there was no opportunity yeah. for Steve Buscemi to yeah, even survive. Like, on that note. Yes. Was he not in... Um Things to do in Denver when you're That's dead. That's the one more. I was going to bring yeah, up. That, the main character, but I you think they're both in it. It's not going to hurt for us to watch it. It was enough, yeah. and then we can still talk okay, about well, it. Let's do that one. Okay, so that's what we'll, we're we're putting the Christopher Walken versus Steve Buscemi on ice for a week. Yep, we'll be back after we've watched Things to Do in Denver when you're dead. I'm pulling up the doubted list right now, and the doubted list consists of David Spade, John Travolta, James Marsden, poor guy. Uh, Tyler Perry as a director, Vin Diesel, Rob Schneider, Martin Lawrence, Aston Kusher, 
Uwe Boll is the director. Sarah Jessica Parker. Sarah, Sarah Jessica Porker. Porker. Uh, Denise Richards. Uh, Aaron Seltzer. Gerard Butler. And Demi Moore. So, he's not on our doubted list. So why is that? I don't know. They're going to find out right now. Well, give me some movies. There we go. And beyond the first Pretty boy, Paul Walker. And this the beautiful thing about this is if he is on the doubted list. He'll be on the doubted list forever because, you know, he's not going to be making any more movies. It's unfortunate. Just like Alfred Hitchcock is going to be undoubted for life. Indeed. All right. So, he was in Furious 7. Okay, well, that is a rage. Yes. He was in Brick Mansions, which is a rage. Brick Mansions. You've seen that one, right? I have seen yeah, it. Yeah, I remember I'm you telling me when you saw it. Rage. No, it was a rage. All right, it's a rage. Uh, Pawn Shop Chronicles, which to me was a rage. I don't think I saw Pawn Shop Chronicles. Oh, you might have to watch a movie. Maybe not. <laughs> uh, maybe not. True. Uh, then he was in Fast and the Furious Six. Yeah. Uh, which is a rage. Uh, without saying. Without saying, uh, he was in Hours, not the Hours. Hours. Who else was in Hours? In Hours, we have uh, Genesis Rodriguez, Nancy Nave, Shane Jacobson. A bunch of people we're not too familiar with. It's a thriller. A father struggles to keep his infant daughter alive in the wake of a Hurricane Katrina. Okay, so you called Pawn Shop Chronicles a rage anyways, so... Yes. Hours, I don't think I've seen. I haven't seen it. Because mm-hmm. normally if he, he, Paul Walker's in a movie, I choose not to see it. But I did see Vehicle 19, which was a rage. Okay, that's the one before the hours? Yep. And then Fast Five, which was a rage. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay. And then Takers. Oh, Takers. <laughs> I actually didn't mind Takers. It was a meh for me. Yeah, Takers was Even though Hayden Christensen was it. Too. Chris uh, Brown? <laughs> that's who the top build cast is? Yeah, it wasn't it terrible. It wasn't terrible. <laughs> Matt Dillon? So, yeah. so Elba. Yeah. Yes. It's not terrible, Murray. So, okay. So the only thing I think... I think we should just watch the hours. All right, let's watch. That way, that way there's no messing about. We can legit It's legit. That he is absolute. Okay. You said hours or the hours? hours. No, just, just hours. Just hours. hours. And how many hours do I have to spend watching this movie? Uh, I'm also going to have to watch it. You're, it's not just about you. It's an hour and a half. So okay. It's an hour and 37 oh, minutes. All right. So it's not even quite hours. It's That's almost right. hours. Hour and we don't necessarily have to watch it next week because we're going to be watching things oh, to do in Denver lots, when you're dead. There's but lots of We'll stuff. see what we're doing this week. We'll see. Uh, hours for Paul Walker. All right. Well, let's, All right. Save, let's save the other person I was talking about because yeah. we've, we've talked too much on the list this week already. Right, we yeah. talked way too much about Paul Walker in general. Yeah. Poor guy. Fortunate. Fortunate oh, guy. God. Poor unfortunate R-I-P. soul. Yeah. All right. Time for something new. Time for something new. Last time on Rage or Dare. Jim quickly regretted pulling from Bryce's bag of scrupulous rage when he pulled the 2009 rom-com Ghosts of Girlfriends Past. 
This week, the boys once again have to take a giant double scoop of ice creamy goodness from Murray's tasty bucket of rage. First, let's check in with Jim and see if Matthew McConaughey is the Cadillac of rom-com actors, or if after this film, his name will be Mud. We finally have a professional voice actor on our show. Hey, I'm a professional. I just didn't like your scripts that much. Well, unfortunately, apparently he you're has supposed, no problem with it. As an actor, you're supposed to I'm pretend that you actor. do. I'm a producer. You're not skills. the voice talent of Casey, the nerdy photographer. That's right. And we want to thank Casey for being uh, part of the new crew. Welcome so thanks, aboard. buddy. Okay. <sighs> now I have a surprise for Bryce after I talk about Ghosts of Girlfriends Past from 2009. Although I have never seen this or ever heard of it before. The Fateful Night of Friday the 13th. Yes, that's right. I watched this horror show Friday the 13th. Sorry, 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 sorry. Let's just go back to focus. Although I had never seen this before. This is the exact movie, or should I say type of movie, that I used to despise Matthew McConaughey for. In fact, he had a special place in my heart of actors in the same league as Julia Roberts and back then also George Clooney for the most despised actors on the planet. If he was in a movie, I would not even see the movie. And this film completely fits the bill as to one of the ones that I refuse to see. Until now. Yes, you're welcome. Well, Friday the 13th, and I got to see movies about ghosts. Spooky. First off, this wastes no time showing Matthew as the most repulsive person on the planet. And yes, it shows that every woman in this film has no taste no brains, and is completely without any value other than for the playthings of said Matthew McConaughey. The fact that someone this repulsive would ever even get a date, let alone sleep with, with basically every woman that appears on screen, this film is insulting to all womankind. And revenge through a Christmas Carol theme makes this even worse. It has every single trope and every single annoying thing that could appear in a rom-com, including Bridezilla, Ghost of Christmas Girlfriend's Past, Present and Future, a montage with Cindy Loper, and an asshole that was hard to even watch on screen, let alone root for. But at least we got a terrible nonsensical Michael Douglas sighting, mm. taking a whiz. All I can say is it's a good thing Emma Stone made this film 22 films back or we would be talking about her next week is all I can say. Mm -hmm. Every single frame of this film was painful, stupid, and I actually feel stupidier or... Sorry, no, wait. Stupid... 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 You feel more stupid. Uh, that's I'm not more. I'm more stupid. More, 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 more stupid. Stupider. The part that was the worst about this was not just the idiocy of everything. Oh wait, no. What? What? No, sir. Yes. No. What? What? No. Yes, that was it. I think this movie fried is. They are supposed to be ghosts, but they weren't. They were people who were still alive. 
except Michael Douglas. So I'm like, how does this even work? <laughs> huh? <laughs> what? When? Yes. Why? Yes. And I'm so, so much dumber. And I did not have a full deck to play with starting out before this movie. Yes. I'm still trying to process it. For most of the dialogue, all I could hear was mumble, 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 because it was completely inconceivable nonsense and moronic yes. and unbelievable. And like most rom-coms, it made me rage. No. This was really, 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 really bad. I know. I can't. I don't even understand the like. The premise was just idiotic, and every single thing in it. He goes to this wedding, and it. It's just like everything he does is a. He's just so self-absorbed. He's so despicable. You watch him on screen the whole time, and it's just like, who likes this guy? Yeah. yeah, I believe that was the point. I um, I'm really proud of my bag. Yeah, that's I've, that's I've, the winner, winner chicken dinner I've, so far. I think that I've done such a good job curating just the perfect films for you to watch. Over I was fast too for you months. last week, by the way. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was hard. Ditto, baby. It was really hard. <laughs> okay, so I have a surprise. Unfortunately, we're not going to be able to choose from. Murray's ice creamy what? goodness of bag. I opened what? it up. Because we were dared to see a movie. By who? By our two friends from the Gruesome Twosome movie review some. All the way from Australia. Alright. Mates. And it's going to put Bryce into his supreme rage. Because this may be one of the best movies we'll ever get to review on this podcast. We're gonna get to talk about <laughs> I've I've already watched The Greasy Strangler like three times. I know. Aren't we lucky? We get to watch it again. And you know what? It's so good. It's fantastic every time I watch it. I know. And I think it gets better every time I watch it. We should watch it together this weekend. The Greasy Strangler's awesome. I think they were just trying to give us a treat. Not only did they pay us to see this, they're making us watch this instead of whatever crap Murray would have made us watch, like Top Gun 2 or something. Greasy Strangler. I know, right? This is making me angry, though. I know it is. is. Not. <laughs> this is but yes, I, I'm, I'll watch a Greasy Strangler. Yeah, you will. It's I don't so need, good. I really don't need an excuse to, to be honest. Yeah. We just watch it this weekend anyway. There you go. You boys enjoy that one. Oh. oh we will. We will. Special thanks and welcome to the Film Rage family to Casey from the Nerdy Photographer, who's the new voice of our Rage or Dare segment. Every week you will hear the sweet dulcet tones of Casey as he helps to bring us to new levels of rage. Casey, welcome to the family. Find us on social media everywhere at Film Rage YYC. Check out everything Film Rage at FilmRageYYC.com, including our merch site for Redbubble and TeePublic. We are always wanting to make this raging blast for all listeners, so please comment, like, and subscribe. Or send us an email to filmragecalgary at gmail.com. Dare us to see terrible movies to fuel our rage, but no matter what you do, don't get us to watch The Greasy Strangler, which we love. Get us to watch something that's going to make us rage. Please, please, please. That's it for this week. Rage on. Rage on.